everyone. Welcome to Fireside Chats. I'm Jade Lauren, and I'll be your facilitator here for the next 50 minutes. And I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Uh, uh, I know that if you're in the California area, you're probably still dealing with some of the wildfires, and uh, I send my intent of love and blessings to you and that you remain safe uh, during that time. And so today we're going to be in our discussions of autoimmune system diseases and um, and what they really kind of emotionally represent. But it's interesting, our topic today is fibromyalgia. But what is interesting is I've been spending some quiet time. I do a quiet time for a couple of hours before the show. And um, interestingly, uh, I got a song that would not let me go, and it was uh, Childhood by Michael Jackson. And it, he wrote this song for a movie called Free Willy 2. I don't know if any of you have seen the movie, and I confess that I have not. But he wrote this song, Childhood, as the theme uh, for this movie. And it's a beautiful, beautiful ballad. And you can hear, even in this song, he's talking about his childhood, and he's asking, have you seen my childhood? And I could not help but think to myself, now why on earth and what does childhood have to do with my topic today of fibromyalgia? And I can only surmise that it's going to be made clear. I, had, I, just, I listened to it. I listened to it a couple of times. And I thought, okay, I'm following spirit, and I'm, I'm following this guidance, and I am hoping it really becomes clear. But I do think that it has a lot to do with the fact that our issues, uh, especially when we're talking about the autoimmune system, which is our first line of defense, it's, it's our protector. And when we think in terms of that, that autoimmune system goes into battle whenever we're exposed to something that's life-threatening or damaging uh, to our, our body system, our energy system in any way. And when it's not operating, science tries to tell us that the body is, uh, is battling itself, that the body has turned on itself, uh, you know, which is just ridiculous when you think about it. But that is what they say. Oh, well, you know, the body is turned on itself and the immune system is attacking the body, uh, hence the name autoimmune disease. And um, fibromyalgia is connected, interestingly enough, to your first chakra, your root chakra. Um, and we have seven main chakras in the body or energy systems in our body because we are a collective of energy. We're energy harmonics, resonance, this is what we are. And at the forming, so we have that first chakra, that root that starts everything going, and it's at the base of the spine, and it holds our initial matrix. It holds, and it's our core beliefs. And this is the chakra that is operating prominently in our first seven years of life because it is our root. It, that means it's our family origin, our race, our religion, 
uh, our ethnicity, all of these messages are stored right there in that root chakra, our idea of self-worth, our idea of our individual worthiness and our sense of safety uh, in our world, in our environment, and in our, in our family unit, our place. So the messages that we receive there set the tone for this life expression. And so I'm thinking it's very interesting, this song, Have You Seen My Childhood, because our issues start there. So many of our issues start right there. And I've said before, our parents don't get up in the morning and stand there and say, what can I do to destroy my child today? That's not what's happening. Parents, more often than not, are parenting through their own pain, issues from their childhood, issues that they have not overcome, uh, have not dealt with, sometimes are buried so deep they no longer recognize them. And... I started to think about moving into that area of that pain that we have that sometimes we can't identify with and can't connect to it, and it's there and we don't understand it, and it's driving our life. And here we are in our 40s and 50s, and now we've got all of these health issues, these emotional issues that are creating dis-ease in our body. And we're wonderfully, beautifully complex beings. And the beauty of us is that we have the ability to pay attention to our body, and our body tells us where things have gone awry. It's not our enemy. It tells us where we're out of whack. It tells us, and, and when we, we know what organ is going on, what organ is affected, we can kind of start to trace back to go back into, okay, this is the core belief that I need to fix. Most often in our childhood, uh, our parents seem to have a, uh, we have to do something special in order to get praise, in order to get attention. Uh, for some parents, they don't pay attention to their child unless the child is acting up. Uh, other parents, it's just the opposite. But something that we learn to do in that childhood in order to get the parent to do what we wanted to do. And so we learn manipulation very easily, but that also means that we feel that we have to do something in order to get something, that we somehow are not worthy to just have it just by being just by the simple fact that we're there. It, it makes us feel like I am at my core unworthy. I've been watching, uh, I've been watching a series over the last uh, year, actually, and I've been observing and watching this celestial being grow, and that even though it's been on the earth for, uh, since the beginning of time, millions of years, it is still an adolescent. It's not an adult. And it's been growing and evolving out of its adolescence and out of its narcissism and starting to embrace having and caring about something outside of itself. And I think it's very interesting that 
it says I'm having an existential issue and learning as it learns. And I found that in in following along with this celestial being and following along with his journey, I see my own journey. And I see my own relationship, this not understanding of the complicated relationship between the parent and the child and, and deciding that the parent feels a certain way because you have decided that that's how that parent feels about you. I have all these issues with my dad. I have all these issues with my mom because they don't care or they don't accept. Because to a young child, when we're a young child like that, when the parent says no, the translation is, I can't have this. And I'm being rejected because of who I am, that I'm somehow not accepted for just who I am, just the way I am. And one of the beauties of this series is that the gift that was given to, to this celestial being was a person that showed up that accepted him unconditionally, just accepted him where he was, didn't necessarily believe who he said he was, but accepted him nonetheless, decided that, okay, if this is who you think you are, I'll bite, and went on with the relationship, showing him this unconditional acceptance that actually turned into unconditional love. And we're always looking for that. And so when we're, as we're progressing out of our childhood and as we're coming into our 30s and 40s and maybe 50s, when we start all of the diseases start to show up, especially as it relates to the autoimmune system, it is that we, somewhere along the line, have rejected who we are. We have rejected ourselves and not accepted ourselves because of this core belief that is actually at the bottom of it all that says, I am not worthy just the way I am, that I'm somehow flawed. And this theme is carried out through our childhood into our adolescence, uh, because we come out of our childhood, then we go into our adolescence, into our school systems, so out of our family structure, into our school systems, into our religious structure, whatever that may be, everything geared to tell us that we are flawed. And I thought in, in following this celestial being, I was, I was always amazed in listening to his feelings of, I'm really not this person. I'm really not this way. But this is the way everybody sees me. So what I have internalized is that I am flawed, that I am this, this horrendous, monstrous being. And no matter what I say and no matter what I do, this is how I'm seen. And so it, since everybody else sees me that way, I guess that's what I am. And I start to look back at that is so appropriate to us individually in our relationships because in our creator, we move and breathe and have our beingness. And so we're that individualized expression. We are unique unto ourselves. And that relationship is in and of itself a unique expression, even though we all share it. It's still unique. And I got to thinking about that. I got to, I got to thinking about 
Um, you know, you can you can go to a concert and you can hear three people sing the song and, and one person sings this song and, and their tone is perfect, their pitch is perfect, they've memorized the song, they deliver it they deliver it flawlessly. And you dutifully stand up and applaud, but you're really not moved. Not really. And then another person comes up and they sing the exact same song. The exact same song. And you are moved almost to tears. Because that person, their life experience as they know it up to that point is somehow conveyed in that song. That energy of it is in there. And it moves you. And this time, not only do you stand up and applaud, but you really stand up and applaud because you have been emotionally touched. Now, they were both good singers. However, one's delivery, their emotional delivery, went beyond the practice to make something perfect. And so you hear them in their singing. You hear them. And that is that unique quality, and we all have it. We all have that individualized expression that can come from no one else other than ourselves. And I would suggest that that's where we need to start. We need to start with that individualized expression, understanding that that is where our self-worth comes from, the fact that we are individual in our expression, individual in our connectedness to the creator of all things. And it is a symbiotic relationship because it can only express through us whatever it is that we have that relationship that we've agreed to express in this life point. And so when we get into this not accepting ourselves, and when we start to get into the overload, the cells just become overloaded. They they just become overloaded. Oh, well, you know, um, she doesn't accept herself. He doesn't accept herself. He doesn't feel worthy. There's a lot of emotional abuse. And sometimes that emotional abuse comes from outside of us. But we would also be surprised at how much of that emotional abuse is heaped upon us from us doesn't even come from outside. We have just programmed ourselves to feel that we're just the worst things walking. And again, as I follow this celestial being on this path of discovery and emotional growth, and I am so struck by how much I learned about my own self, my own journey, my own feelings of I can really identify with that. I can identify with, you know, a spanking would have been great, but instead I was tossed out. And thinking about that and thinking about how many times we just leave home and we just think I'm just going to leave home because I'm not loved and I'm not accepted. I'm not accepted for who I am. I somehow have to be something else and somebody else in order to fit in. Now what that does, because instinctively we know that we are magnificent. Instinctively we know what we are. So that creates the dichotomy there. That creates the conflict. I know within my own being who I am. I know within my own being 
what I am, and I know that I have value. But everything outside of me, from as far back as I can remember coming into human expression, tells me that I am not those things. And so the conflict sets up this internal war going on between your physical self and your soul knowledge. And this will always manifest in some kind of physical dis-ease that is not created to punish. It shows up to make you look, to make you recognize, to make you realize where you need to do your work. Where do you need to work on it? Where do you need to work on your self-worth? Because it really comes from within. You're the one that has to stand up and recognize that you are this wonderful, magnificent, unique being, expression of your creator that no one else can do. And it doesn't matter if 50,000 people do what you do. They cannot deliver it your way. And you have to stand in that and stand in that awareness and that understanding. And I remember this celestial being at one point, it was said to him that, and I just love writers because the writers are writing all this stuff. And so you're thinking about the writer and what must the writer be, be feeling themselves to come up with these, with the words that they want these actors to deliver. But at one point, this being was told, you got to forgive yourself. And you always talk about how you're mad that everybody blames you for their stuff, but you blame yourself as well. So you got to forgive yourself. And he turns around and says to her, I really want to, but I don't know how. And just at that recognition that I want to forgive myself was all that was needed. And that's all we ever really need is to stop and say and set our intent that, yes, I do I do want to do this. I do want to appreciate myself right where I am. And then at that point, you start to get better from whatever is going on. And I always, when I think about, when I thought about uh, fibromyalgia, uh, which just affects all over the body and all the different nervous systems, I mean, if you, if you even look at it on a map, it just pings everywhere. And I thought about when I was a kid, uh, they used to sit around the fire in the summertime and someone would make a fire and everybody in the neighborhood would kind of gather around, all the mothers would gather around and the kids could play well into the night because they were sitting around and the fire was to keep the mosquitoes away. But one of the things I remember one of the ladies saying once, they asked her how she was feeling and she said, you know, she said, I hurt everywhere much worse than one place. And I thought about that. And I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11, and I, and I stopped. I was running. I think we were playing hide-and-seek or something. And I thought to myself, how can you hurt everywhere more than any one place? And then I kept playing. And, of course, I never thought about it again for years and years and years. But having this sort of systemic pain, because everywhere your cells can't take it anymore, and they have to let you know that it's time for you to reorganize your thoughts. It's time for you to look at how you feel about yourself. And what is it that you're thinking about yourself? Where do you feel unworthy? 
And we see this so often because people will tell you, oh, you ought to have, you know, you ought to have more self-confidence. And why aren't you more confident with yourself? You know, you really should be. You've got a, a nice singing voice or you're pleasing on the eye or you're this and that. Ad infinitum, but you don't feel it. And we see it all the time. We see it in our athletes, do we not, that are really, really great athletes and they, they, they destroy themselves with drugs. Uh, singers, professional singers that, you know, when you think about your Whitney Houstons and when you think about these singers that have so many demons, at the core, no matter how accomplished they are and no, how, no matter how many times they get accolades and they're shown by, you know, John Q. Public that they are appreciated and, and that their talent is so appreciated and great and worthy and all these things. But their core says that they don't have value. So it doesn't matter how much they achieve. It doesn't matter what anybody outside tells them. The messages that they got at their core matrix says that they are not worthy. And when we move up, as I say, we go into our educational system, we go into our, relig our religious structures, no matter what they are, tell us that we are flawed. How on earth are you going to step into your relationship with your Godhead when you secretly think that you are flawed, that you are somehow less than, that you somehow don't have any value, that you finish the sentence however you want to finish it. How can you expect yourself to have a right relationship with the creator of your being when you feel unworthy? It doesn't see you that way, but you do. Why? Because of your conditioning. Not any conditioning that your creator did. It's Absolute love, no respecter of persons, can have anything that you want. It's sitting back waiting like your own private genie. Your wish is my command. Why? Because it expresses through you. So everything that you accomplish is an accomplishment for you both, is an expression for you both. And I look at it, and as I have said, I believe we're divinity in motion. I believe that we are celestial and we are human. And so our, on our celestial side, there is this knowledge of completeness, and our humanity allows us to evolve. It allows us to grow. It allows us to express and experience. And it allows us something that is very, very important called time. Because time sets for us a current. It sets for us a, I don't know, an end date. And so it makes us achieve. It keeps us wanting to move forward because we have this essence of time. I was thinking about that earlier because I, I have a birthday coming up on Monday and I thought, okay, so what am I going to do in this next half of my, of my being? What am I going to do? And I had a wonderful attitude about it because I thought, well, you know, what do I do next? Because everything I've ever wanted to do, I've done. 
every place I've ever wanted to live, I've lived. I've never been one of those types of people that says, well, I'm going to do this, uh, you know, next week, or I'm going to do this when I achieve X amount of dollars, or, you know, I'm just going to work like a beaver, and then when I retire, I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go travel the world. Well, I didn't have those aspirations, not in this lifetime. But what I did not want to do was have my life so structured and patterned that I didn't live it. So I spent a great deal of my life having a great deal of fun. And I'm coming up on this birthday, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Jade, now what? And I'm still at the now what because I do not have an answer. And then I had to laugh and think to myself, isn't that a wonderful place to be at? I don't know. Let's see what happens. Being in that being in that moment and seeing what. And I remember when I wrote my book, Life by Design, I had three three ideologies that I wanted to convey in that book to give people a start on their on their spiritual journey. And the first place that we start with is you create your own reality. And this is very important, especially when we're talking about the diseases in the body. You create your own reality. That means that at any time you are tired of that reality, create another. And the only thing stopping you from creating something to your liking is you. Everything else that you think has power over you only has the power that you give it. And so the first thing you have to do is recognize that you create your own reality. And you may say, you know, Jay, don't tell me that. I really don't want to hear you. I could not possibly have created this stuff. But, yeah, you did. But hang on. Because the next part of the book, I tell you about removing the bugaboos, removing those emotional blackmailers that have you stuck or have you spinning your heels or have you thinking that you're never going to have a better day. You take out the trash. And then in the last part of the book, I talk about standing in your God consciousness, in your God awareness. Because, you see, once you know that you create your own reality, once you take out the trash, which is all the emotional stuff that you've collected over the years, then you are now able to stand in your Godhead. And as a friend of mine, we were talking about this today, and we were talking about this celestial being that for the first time in its life surrendered itself to the person that it loves. And it had never done that ever in all the eons that it's been alive, but this time it surrendered. And, of course, it's still narcissistic, so we're still learning really what that means. But she and I were talking, and we said, you know, and that's what happens when you surrender in your Godhead, when you surrender to whatever you want to call him. We can call it God for purposes of this talk. But when you surrender to that, when you surrender to that relationship, that relationship, that symbiotic relationship between you and your creator, when you surrender to that, you absorb all the power that comes with that, the power to reconstruct your body the power to design your reality the way you want, not the power to hurt any other being on this planet, 
but the power to create for yourself the life that you want, knowing full well that there is no competition. Why? Because God is no respecter of persons. So whatever you desire is yours simply by desiring it. You do not have to compete with anyone. It is not necessary because it is its good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart. And you deal with the consequences. So if what you're desiring is not really for your highest and best good, then you're going to reap that as well. So a lot of times we like to say when we're requesting things for my high, this, this or something better for my highest and best good, harming no one and depriving no one, just to put that caveat out there so that you don't have things coming back that you wish you'd have been more specific. We always say God doesn't have a sense of humor, can't take a joke. Whatever you decree shall be. Don't look at me if you don't like the shoes that you just stepped in. So we have this and we have this. And so when we go back, and even if you're, you're listening, if you have a friend that you know has, that is dealing with fibromyalgia, that has been diagnosed with that, uh, if you yourself are dealing with that, just know that it's not about judgment. And your body is not punishing you. Your body is trying to tell you to get your attention. I know I had some news today. I went to see um, my, uh, just started working with, with the Reiki, uh, working with my energy system. And one, of the, and one of the worst things that I heard today is, well, you know, you really need to give up dairy. And that, you know, my butter, my cheese. And giving up cheese is very hard for me. And so giving up, and I was telling my daughter when I was leaving, and, and she said I was in really good shape. My energy systems were really looking good. My vibration was good. There wasn't anything blocking, acting crazy, which was a wonderful, wonderful uh, bill of health, so to speak. And I thought, you know, I knew I had to give up my cheese. And so I'm talking to my daughter, and I said, you know, I've got to make some, I'm going to make some spaghetti this weekend. How on earth am I going to make this spaghetti without cheese? And she said, oh, Mom, it'll be great. With all the other stuff you put in the spaghetti, you really won't miss the cheese. And I started to smile, and as I finished my drive, I was thinking, you know, I won't. Not really. And my body was not punishing me. It's just saying, I'm overloaded right now, and you need to cut out your dairy. Now, I'm going to go ahead and do a lot of my emotional mental work, and I'm going to go back to my cheese as soon as my body and I agree that I can do that. But working with your body. So if you've been diagnosed with these things, any kind of autoimmune uh, disease, do not buy into the fact that your body is attacking itself. You're, you're in, a, you're in a, uh, a wonderful relationship with each other, your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's not attacking you. It is informing you. And I always say start with your, with your childhood because that is where the issues lie. You will be absolutely surprised that I don't care how they're covered up in your 20s or how they're covered up or show up in your 30s or 40s, they're always going to go back to that. It's always going to go back to looking at those things, feeling those things, releasing those things, forgiving those things, forgiving those parents. Because it truly is, they know not what they do. 
You may not have been valued as a child or maybe you didn't feel valued as a child. And maybe that parent loved you to the, to the best of their ability. And maybe the best of their ability was not enough for you. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that they did not love you. It meant that they loved you to the best of their ability. And it might not, to your thinking, have been enough. And so you wound up not feeling valued as a child. Well, if that's the case, start to value yourself. Don't pull out a stick and, you know, want to harass your mother or harass your father or shake your fist at whoever. Just just know that you have value. Why do you have value? Because your creator values you. And that relationship is the only relationship that has really real merit. And so you have value there. You are important there. Start there and bring that up to the forefront. Bring that up to yourselves. Appreciate your body and how your body is responding. And thank it. I mean, I had to get in the car and, and tell my lungs, okay, thank you, got the message. I got to give up my cheese for a while. Okay, I will. But I didn't curse it. I didn't get in my car and say, oh, you know, yaddy, yaddy. I never curse my body. I don't do that. It's my best friend. And it tells me when things are going awry. So am I thankful for that? Absolutely. I don't need a heart attack to tell me that I'm not loving enough, okay? Thank you very much. That's not necessary. I always say in people that know me, I like to keep my issues at the pebble stage. You know, throw me a little pebble, give me a little warning. I will listen up and straighten up. And so if you're dealing with these things, if you're dealing with any kind of autoimmune, just don't buy into your body is attacking you. Go into your, your get a good hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapy is fantastic when we're talking about these kinds of issues because so many times they are layered and buried. And you do not need to feel them all over again. You simply need to release them. And hypnotherapy is a very good tool for releasing without having to go through that trauma all over again. Because your traumas can be emotional, they can be physical, they can be in fibromyalgia, they can be sexual. They come up when you feel like you don't have, have any value, you uh, feel like you cannot, you have difficulty expressing yourself. Uh, these are some of the, some of the clues. Uh, you can't express negative emotions. You got difficulty listening to your body. You don't want to hear what the body has to say. You put the needs of other people way before yourself. I always say I'm divinely narcissistic. I have been created in divine narcissism. And so in that, I will help and I will assist and I will be there for others as much as possible. But I will not, I will not put anyone else before myself. Because that creates a conflict within you because you were not created that way. And so you can still be there for people. It does not mean that you're selfish and that you don't help whenever you can. Absolutely. But if you can't do it, don't. I always say, I, I have a little joke with myself. I say, I don't lend money. If I have it and you need it and I can spare it, I will give it to you. If I have to lend it to you because I need it back, then the answer is no. 
Because I don't want to create that conflict and I don't want to create that anger that comes up if something happens and I gave you money that I really needed on the, on your promise that you were going to pay it back at some future date and then something happens to you and you absolutely cannot give it back. And then I have all this internal stuff going on and all this stress going on because I put myself in this position. So I always say, if you can do it, do it. If you can be of assistance, be of assistance. But if you've got something tied to that assistance and you're looking for something in return, then it's wasted effort, so don't bother. Because, you see, it doesn't matter how you appear and who you think you're fooling. You're not ever going to be able to fool yourself. So you will reap the consequences. It doesn't matter if everybody thinks you're the greatest thing since mom and apple pie. You know better. So you can't fool yourself. You're in a relationship with yourself always. And this is one of the beautiful things about being human. I love my humanity. And I know I've had friends and teachers in the past, oh, I just can't wait to drop this body and, you know, forever and ever, amen, be spirits. Boy, not me. I enjoy being human. There's a lot to being human. And it's it's a complex situation. It's, it's, it's about choice. It's about decisions. It's wonderful. I think it's fantastic to be a human being. And every night when we go to sleep, we, we, you know, we drop our human body and we get our wings and go float around out in the universe. I firmly believe that we're celestial beings. So relax and stop worrying about your forever and ever amen. And so if you're dealing with fibromyalgia and if you know someone is dealing with it, then understanding what they're dealing with is not for purposes of you pulling out a stick like, aha, I know what, you, what you're going through and what's going on in your, in your psyche. It's not about that. But it's about helping them understand and, and helping them understand from, from your own feelings of sending them love and light and understanding, okay, it may be something else going on down here. It's not for me necessarily to know. Everybody doesn't feel like they've got to tell you they bugaboos, and you shouldn't feel like you've got to point them out. Because the biggest problem that we have is judgment, is that tendency to judge, that tendency to blame, that need to point fingers. When you get rid of all of that, you will notice how peaceful your days become. And I am not saying that it is not difficult. Not by a long shot am I saying that it's not difficult. In the climate that we've got going on on the planet, hanging on to our sanity is becoming a daily ritual. Trying to keep ourselves focused in the spiritual aspect of ourselves. I try to tell myself every single day not to get wrapped up and wound up because the creator of this universe is not an absolute. I don't need my help. So when we get to that, when we when we get into that place, in in into that space, into that connection with uh, with our Godhead, that one on one relationship, walking in that, surrendering to that, I have some suggestions. When you're dealing with the, with the chakra, if you're dealing with fibromyalgia, um, then uh, one of the really good things there are three things that you really can do is that it shift your energy field. And that means really looking into Reiki, looking into acupuncture. This is very, very, these are very good tools for fibromyalgia. Uh, shifting your behavior, 
Uh, and that means, you know, make a concerted effort. If you're not the type of person to take care of yourself uh, or ask for help, become that person. Start to ask for help when you need it. Start to really take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Do things for yourself that are just little treats. And then shift your emotions and your mental perceptions. And what do you, you may say, Jay, well, what do you mean by that? Learn to love yourself. Learn to value yourself. If you have to, create a list of all the things about you that are absolutely magnificent. And don't worry about anybody reading the list. Do it for yourself. You may start off with something as, I've got beautiful nails. I've got lovely eyes. I've got long eyelashes. I've got, and just go down the list. Make an appreciation of who you are because I guarantee you that you have special gifts, special things about yourself. Start to love and appreciate those things. It may be a beautiful singing voice. It may even be the ability uh, for your compassion or your empathy. Start to love and value what you brought to this planet. Value that because it is important. You are unique and you hold a face in the universe. And then learn to express your negative emotions. If you're, if you're feeling negatively about something, learn to express it. I had a teacher one day that says, Start at your base feeling, what you're feeling right then and there, and then say, moving up in consciousness, moving up in consciousness until you take that, that situation, person, place, or thing, and you get them out of the negative and into the positive. So just start in there and just, and just moving up. I used to love when she said that. She used to say, okay, I'm feeling right here, right now. I'm going to feel that, and now moving up in consciousness. And she would just actually move that vibration up move those emotions up until they came out of the negative and into the positive. And then learn to communicate your needs effectively, not in judgment, more from this is how I feel, this is what I require, this is what I need. Don't stuff them down because that is what tears up your body. Remember that we are an energy system and we are fantastic because we are collective. We are, you know, I know in Western medicine, you know, we say, oh, you know, you cut this part off, it's not working right, so you cut this off, this toe, this thumb, this knee, this leg. You know, we think like that. We think in, in segments. You know, the scientific community, the medical community would have us think that we're a jigsaw puzzle. Well, you know what? No, we're interconnected, interdisciplined, interdependent beings, and we are absolutely unique in all the universe because we have this celestial, divine, if it will, human collective that operates in one system, one, one absolute fantastic being moving, that light within us, that same light that uh, is in a star. We have the same makeup, the same thing that that star is made of. We are made up of everything that that star is. So when you strip us away, when you strip away our humanity, even when you strip away the layers of our divinity, you're going to get that white light or that light of being, that thought that is us 
from the creator, that individual expression. And the other thing I like about this series that I've been watching and I've been learning from is the fact that all of these celestial beings, they all have a, a mandate. They have a pattern that they have that flows in their pattern. And they don't go outside that pattern except for this one, this one celestial being that is the star of the show. And that is because of what his overall pattern is to begin with. But when you think about that, what makes humans amazing is we have no pattern. We are self-determined. And when we, we were created that way, is that not absolutely magnificent? So begin to think today, if, if you are dealing with any kind of autoimmune dis-ease that you have going on in your body, think from the standpoint going back to your childhood, in love and light, in your quiet time, and start to forgive and layer, remove those layers and create your value. Remember that you do have value. You are a unique being created directly by the hand of God, however you wish to look at that. But it means that in and of itself, you are unique, you are individualized, you are absolutely worthy, and you have value beyond measure. Take that into your meditations, into your thoughts, and do those things. Shift your energy, get in, use Reiki, acupuncture, find a good hypnotherapist, shift your behavior, Make a concerted effort to take care of yourself. And by all means, ask for help when you need it. Shift your emotions and your mental projections. And that means see yourself. See yourself as this wonderful being of life. Because in truth, that is what you are at your core. And so everything else is layered over that for expression purposes, for being able to move in a three-dimensional environment, but you still are that divine being. You are still eternal. You always will be. And this is simply what you're living now is a rung on the ladder of eternity. And eternity is a very long time, so don't sweat it. Shift your emotions and those mental perceptions Learn to love and value yourself because you are absolutely important to the creator of this universe. Learn to express those negative emotions, whatever they are. Express them in love and light. Express them from a standpoint of feelings and from your feeling nature. Vibrate them up. Communicate your needs effectively. If this is what you need, then communicate that need. Don't stuff it because you, when you stuff, you destroy your body temple. And again, do not destroy your body temple. It is not your enemy. It shows up to tell you things. So until our next time together, where we will be talking about some other emotional aspect to you that we want to be healing, uh, continuing on, I think we'll still be in our autoimmune uh, systems. We may be talking about lupus. Uh, which is a systemic, again, anti-immune, uh, uh, your immune system issues and diseases. Uh, we will be talking about lupus. Lupus is starting to be on the rise and has had a lot of detrimental effects for a lot of people. So we'll be looking at that. 
And if you're dealing, as I said, with any kind of autoimmune disease, remember that the key to repairing yourself is understanding you create your reality, understand that you are worthy, that you are important, and that you always have value, that it is only your own misconception that changes that. So until next time, in love and life, Namaste.